This is episode number 259, How to Overcome Negative Thoughts by Identifying the Negativity Bias. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. And once per month, on the first Thursday of the year, I release a solo episode reminiscent of the Crush Up Mondays that I used to do a couple years ago, where I go deep into one topic to help you be better, typically in the mindset realm. If you enjoy these types of topics, I have a free weekly newsletter that I work really hard on that comes out every single Monday that has an article on mindset and motivation. So go to sonyalooney.com newsletter and don't miss out on getting these articles. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, that's patreon.com slash the Sonia Looney show. I also am putting up some of these articles and also giving you access to free eBooks. So if you're a Patreon member, make sure that you punch over there and make sure that you're getting access to those. And if you want to support the show on Patreon for just a couple of bucks a month, you can get exclusive access to this content and unlock your best self. And my last announcement before we get into this is that we have Moxie and Grit jerseys available. You guys asked for a replica of my team kit, so I went ahead and created men's and women's sizing. There is a very limited amount there, but if you go to moxieandgrit.com, you can pick up a jersey, you can rock the polka dots, and get some personal messages from me on your back pockets. So on to today's episode. Picture this. You just gave a presentation on a topic that you're proud of the hours of preparation and practice that went into creating this presentation, nerves you had to overcome to stand up and actually give this presentation, and the relief of having it done are all washing over you. In some instances, you might feel really good. You might feel it went well overall. But if you tend to be more self-critical, maybe you're focused on that one thing or those two things that didn't go well instead of the hundreds of things that did go well. Sound familiar? Well, let's take it a step further. Say you've given this presentation, we've all been there, and now you have to receive feedback on the presentation. And you might have heard a lot of positive comments about it, but that one negative piece of feedback stands out in your mind and it ruins the whole experience for you and you just can't stop focusing on it. And worse, that negative thought is in your head the next time you give a presentation. So why is it so easy to focus on the one negative thing you thought about yourself or the one negative thing that was said to you? And why does that seem to overpower the hundreds of positive inputs? And why do we sometimes even believe the negative things that someone said? Why are they so easy to believe, even if they aren't true? And it's called the negativity bias. It's a built-in mechanism that is pre-programmed to focus on what didn't go well, focus on the thing that we lost, focusing on negative headlines and all the things going wrong instead of all the things that are going right. And some of us are actually wired to be more positive and happy than others. According to research by Dr. Sonia Lyobermersky, I'm sure I mispronounced her name, 50% of our happiness is determined by our genes, 40% by our activities, and 10% by our life circumstances. So you may have heard the phrase, neurons that wire together, fire together. Neurons are brain cells that build circuits to just about everything we do. And neuroplasticity is a term that refers to being able to mold these pathways. So you can actually get different neurons to start firing together and build a new circuit. And when it comes to positive thinking, turns out that you can rewire your brain to trend towards the positive and work towards overcoming that negativity bias. The first time I heard about this was a long time ago, probably like eight or nine years ago. 
And the book was called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. And that introduced the field of positive psychology and a bunch of the research that went with it. So if you're interested in this type of stuff, I highly recommend picking up that book. So why are we biased towards the negative? The general consensus of why we have a negativity bias comes down to when we were cavemen and cavewomen way back in the day, when we were just trying to stay alive. We had to be thinking of how to make sure we got enough food, how to stay alive, how to find partners so that we could procreate, and just meet our basic needs. Coming pre-programmed to err on the side of what if things don't work out and how can I fix it helps us keep evolving. Rick Hansen is a PhD, a neuropsychologist, and author of a great book called Buddha's Brain, The Practical Neuroscience of Happiness, Love, and Wisdom. And he famously wrote this quote, the brain is like Velcro for negative experiences, but Teflon for positive ones. How many of you can relate to that statement? He talks about how there are two scenarios here. One, you think there's a tiger in the bushes when there really isn't one, then that leads to anxiety. Or two, there is a tiger and you're unaware of it and then it pounces on you and kills you. So there's nuance in detecting what fear and negativity you need to hone in on versus big stories you're making up that cause fear, anxiety, and unwanted behavior. But a lot of us, for the most part, are thinking there's a tiger in the bushes when there really isn't one and we tiptoe around afraid of what's going to happen next. And the solution, Dr. Hansen suggests that it's to have the courage to see real tigers clearly and to deal with them effectively and to refuse to be frightened by boys and girls crying tiger. And boys and girls crying tiger can mean people sensationalizing things in the news or on social media. And being able to see the real tigers clearly will help you be able to identify if there really is a threat or not. And the next time you find yourself sucked into negative headlines on the news, don't beat yourself up because yes, Negative headlines get way more clicks than positive ones. They are written to tickle that negativity bias. So what's the problem with negative thoughts? A lot of us aren't just trying to survive. We're not cavemen and cavewomen anymore. But the problem with too many negative thoughts now is that it causes anxiety and it undermines our confidence. It undermines in what we think we're capable of and it stops us from living a life that we want to live. If we only focus on the things that we don't have or that aren't going well, we tend to catastrophize and distort reality. That doesn't mean completely ignoring fear, our doubts, and negative thoughts, but it's about understanding the place and context of them in the big picture. And that big picture can really be distorted by this negativity bias. In my mindset course, the Moxie and Grit Mindset Academy that I've talked about before, I talk about how the most powerful voice is the one inside of your own head. And this entire course is about training confidence and optimism, how to improve your self-talk and how to set goals and how to have more self-awareness. So coming back to the negativity bias, it starts with self-awareness and the practice continues with asking yourself powerful questions, choosing how you explain the world to yourself and what you choose to focus on. And it's a skill that has to be trained. It isn't something you read once and then voila, you're suddenly able to do this. It's something that you have to work on every single day by repetition so that you can retrain your brain, retrain those neurons to fire together. And the research in positive psychology is there showing that you can in fact change how you view the world and what is happening for you. So how do you overcome negative thoughts? Well, there are several ways you can work on overcoming negative thoughts. And you can just try one or two of these suggestions, and maybe you can even come up with some on your own that work even better for you. So number one, as I mentioned, it starts with self-awareness. Being aware of what you're thinking in real time and how that is affecting you is powerful. 
If you can learn to objectively see your thoughts through a meditation practice or journaling and just create space between yourself and the story that you start telling about that thing that happened, you don't get so caught up in it and start diving into this analysis and focusing on all the negative things. It also creates distance between yourself and the actual thing that you're thinking and that's happening so you can get a better idea if there actually is a threat or not. Reframing negative thoughts, number two. If you find that you are always telling yourself negative stories about a situation, you can use what Dr. Martin Seligman, one of the pioneers of positive psychology, calls changing your explanatory style. It's how we explain experiences to ourselves. And to simplify this idea, I'll give you an example. Say you got an email from your boss that says that they need to schedule a call with you immediately. Your heart rate spikes and you start thinking all these thoughts. Do you view this as you are getting fired and you did something wrong? Or do you tell yourself that maybe your boss has good news to share or a detailed project that he needs to tell you about is easier to discuss on the phone? So easy to jump to conclusions when you get emails like this. I've done this myself. But how you interpret that circumstance is up to you. That tiger might not actually be there. Another common example I give is in the case of, say, maybe a car accident or a bike crash. Say you or a friend got into an accident and broke their arm. One person could say how unlucky they are about how they broke their arm, while another person who might have more of a positive explanatory style might say they are lucky that it wasn't worse. They got lucky in the crash. It could have been worse. It could have broken you know, more bones or gotten a concussion. And you can work on this technique of having a positive explanatory in your own life by writing out an incident that happened and coming up with alternatives to your negative story. The alternatives have to be realistic. They can't be way out there because you have to be able to believe them. And that credibility in your self-talk is so important for building confidence. But in doing this time after time, you can retrain your explanatory style. Number three, savoring and noting the positive moments. You can have a thousand positive comments and one negative one, and that one negative comment will stand out in your brain. So by savoring and focusing on what is going well, you will get a better big picture view of your life. So when those negative or critical comments come along the way, they won't seem to swallow up all of the good comments and become the central focus. Also, something to keep in mind is that critical comments, constructive feedback, can be viewed as a positive thing. And if you have a growth mindset, believing that you are capable of improving through hard work, you can view those comments as an opportunity to get better and as helpful feedback. That doesn't mean that you enjoyed receiving that feedback, but it's a great chance and opportunity to grow. And if you have a fixed mindset, you might view that comment as a judgment of who you are as a person. So growth mindset wins. Next, ask what went well before analyzing everything. So before you go straight into all the things that didn't go well when analyzing a performance or, or anything that you did, first spend time asking yourself what went well. You can do this as a journaling practice at the end of the day, in your head, or even with your partner. And this is such a huge part of how we communicate in my health coaching practice, which is all about behavior change and goal setting. We check in on action steps and goals from the previous week. And instead of looking at barriers and challenges and things that didn't go well to start, we focus on the small successes. I ask my clients, what went well about your action step next week or last week? <laughs> and in doing so, it builds confidence and perspective to help round out that things are probably going better than you thought. And in my mindset course, there's a journal that comes with the course. And one of the pages in this journal is on building confidence. And a question my students answer daily is, what is the win of the day? And by answering the question consistently, you start scanning for the things that you are doing well instead of scanning for the things that aren't going well. 
Some people worry that they'll lose their edge if they start being nice to themselves or they stop focusing on the negative, but the opposite is true. Focusing on the negative undermines your confidence. So if you focus on what's going well, you increase your self-esteem and you believe that there's so much more that you can do. But because we are already programmed toward a negativity bias, you won't lose the lesson of what isn't going well and you won't just suddenly become this quote, optimist who never sees the negative and is completely unrealistic. So by highlighting the wins, you'll realize you are making more positive gains than you think. And also just going back and revisiting all the things that you've done along the way. This is another thing that I love doing with my health coaching clients because they're working hard on changing their behaviors. And whenever we go back through all the positive changes that they've incrementally made, they'll see that they're actually doing a lot. A quick little caveat about this too is that A lot of times negative things happen all of a sudden. They aren't these small things that we notice over time. It's just something catastrophic that might come up. Whereas a lot of positive gains don't just happen overnight. They are typically us chipping away at something, building something brick by brick until finally we have a breakthrough. And a lot of times it's it's harder to see those incremental gains. So really paying attention to those can help you feel more optimistic about what you're doing. Okay, keep a folder for praise. And that might sound silly, but if you get a positive email or comment from someone else, save it and put it in one place. Because if you're challenging yourself, there will be days where you want to quit. There will be days of self-doubt, thinking you're not good enough, maybe some imposter syndrome. So the next time you're feeling burnt out or negative, read one or two of those glowing reviews to help you remember. And guys, those reviews that you send me, the ones that you leave on Apple Podcasts or just the personal emails and messages you send, I save those because there are days where I want to give up and where I doubt myself and those get me through. Okay, last, surround yourself with optimists. The language of the people around you and how they view the world is contagious. Negative energy and complaining drags you down. So trying to spend more time around people who cultivate optimism in their language and self-belief impacts you. You can choose your friends. You can't choose your family. But hopefully you can impact people positively around you by the way that you talk. And hopefully you can find other people like you too who can help support you. I love this stuff. This is probably my number one favorite topic. So understanding how our brains work and learning how to create more optimism and confidence is such a game changer. I hope some of these techniques are helpful and I'll just give you a quick recap of all the ones I just went over. One, start with self-awareness so you know what thoughts are coming up. Two, reframing negative thoughts so that you realize there is more to the story than just a negative story. Three, savoring and noting the positive moments so that you remember all the things that are going well. Four, asking what went well before analyzing. Five, keep a folder for praise. And six, surround yourself with optimists. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you're enjoying the show, please, please share the show with your friends. That's the best way to help it grow. I really appreciate my Patreon supporters and those of you who have hit that subscribe button to the show. And if you want weekly content delivered straight to your inbox about motivation and mindset topics like this, make sure you go to sonyalooney.com slash newsletter, subscribe, and I will see you in your inbox on Monday. I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day.